Hello everyone, welcome back to another Fireside Chat. Uh, this is Fireside Chat 57. And if you're new to this channel, uh, just a, a, a reminder. So we are uh, from Kojuna. So I have my, uh, myself as one of the co-founders. We have Mashuk Badar, the other co-founder, and Steve Lidford uh, today with us. And he's the CEO, COO. Let's give him a promotion already. Let's go fast. So with our COO uh, for Kojunas UK. Um, so our fireside chat, basically like my, myself, Mesh, and Jose Huerta, that is our managing director for Spain, we used to have uh, discussions outside working hours. Sometimes Steve joined us as well. So we had a drink and talked about things related to software craftsmanship, agile, and our industry as a whole. And at some point, we decided to start recording those uh, videos. And a lot of people, for our surprise, liked it and now are uh, contributing to the discussion, joining our YouTube live chat, sharing their experiences as well, which made these experiences far better. In our last episode, so last week, we were discussing about tech layoffs. So everything that's going on with tech and loads of people being, uh, well, losing their jobs. Uh, and, and then towards the end, I think that was Mesh that said, uh, how can we avoid that? Or, well, there are things that we cannot control, like those very large scale tech layoffs. Those, this is not related to us, an individual that is happening across full departments of, of companies. Uh, so how can you as an individual protect a little bit yourself or have a, almost like a plan B? Let's say if something goes wrong, that is nothing to do with, with you. How can you minimize that impact that you have in your life. And then there was this idea of talking about uh, future proof in your career through networking. Uh, so Mesh, you mentioned that uh, yesterday, so not yesterday, in our last episode. So what did you mean by uh, future proof in our career and uh, mainly regarding to networking? So uh, actually this whole thing, came from a, a book that I've just recently read called Build by Tony Fidel. And he has half a chapter devoted to networking. And and the way, and I had, I mean, of course, it's, it's quite obvious when you when you start thinking about it, but his his views were that as a professional, it's extremely important to cultivate the networks that you have. He was talking about people, he was working at Apple with some of the most brilliant minds yet uh, not completely unknown outside Apple. And consequently, when they don't actually have opportunities come to them and themselves getting stuck in a bit for, bit for rat, they're always in that same thing because nothing is coming towards them and even they themselves feel quite uncomfortable that if they leave this place, where will they go, right? What, will, what would be their next venture? And people building, build the, who build their own networks, they, they take their career uh, and their future into their own hands because there's a bunch of things. One is about the obvious part of networking is the opportunities that uh, come to you. You know, if, for example, if you leave one job, you can speak to your network and before you know it, you, you can start working with the people that you know and admire. But also networking from the point of view of awareness and building your own knowledge base and getting involved in that discourse with the right kind of people uh, is, is extremely important. Often we kind of just 
think that you know like just put things on twitter and this and that but it's extremely important what kind of networks that you are engaging with uh, and and how you are engaging with them in order to further your career your own knowledge your own skill your own profession basically and so when we were talking about tech layoffs in particular we were talking about you know if you if you leave work or you have to leave work then you should actually have a lot of options available to you right now if you are a, a great professional and you've you've cultivated these networks people should be you know they people can't wait to actually bring you on board right i think it's a good indicator right it, it is as i've met some very senior people in my career who have been good at this you know that they're the kind of people who don't need to go to a recruitment agency or start looking for jobs you know that they are people that are coming to them they just go to their network and or you know as soon as their network learns that they have become available or are looking for work their network comes to them you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so so yeah it's, it's the same for me like it's funny that you mentioned that Steve because like I, I also I, I don't remember last time I actually sent a CD in fact like uh, well I do remember uh, now I think it was like uh, many, many years ago. It was like when I joined MASH and, and Akbar at Baltech. Uh, that goes back to, I don't know, 2005 yeah. uh, or something like that. So since then, uh, five or 2005 or 2006. So since then, it was all through, well, getting to know MASH and a few others and... Mm-hmm. So so uh, yeah so so this is quite important. How, how it was it for you, Steve? Like in terms of uh, networking, uh, how important that it was for you? And can you give us some examples? I don't know things that you've done. Yeah, so I um, it became really important for me personally for a while because I worked as a contractor, and the, the chances are you're going to move around a fair bit during that year. And if you try and do that without a good network, that is extremely onerous. That is. You know, phoning up recruitment agencies, putting your CV online, sifting through a lot of stuff, receiving a, an awful lot of phone calls uh, as soon as you go anywhere near one of those kind of online recruitment platforms. And it's it becomes really, really clear that, um, you know, very early on, if you don't have a good network, then you need to start to build one. And actually, you find that that um, there are a group of contractors in London uh, is what was where I was contracted. There's a group you kind of bump into each other all the time. Um, and, and are recommending each other all the time. And that's kind of, that was my first real bit of networking um, in that, in, in that, you know, we were kind of, you'd have a group of people that you worked with that you knew really well, you, you enjoyed working with, and you would kind of help each other out. Uh, and, you know, oh, I, I might know someone who knows that. Let me see if they're available. And that, that was the kind of first thing. And that was really because of the, um, because of the pure nature of, of contracting that you move fairly regularly. Um but yeah, that was um, yeah that 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 was very um, that was not me with a plan to go networking. That was that it kind of just came as part of that thing. Just really as a a, a labor saving and effort um, effort saving device. I think that even when you joined us, like you were recommended by Pedro as well, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met Pedro when I was contracting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so 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 yeah, so so for for those of you that don't know, so Pedro used to work for us, and Steve was one of our first, uh, uh, one, one of the first people to join Cojudans, and that came through a reference for someone that was already working with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so I believe that all of us like we agree that networking is a good thing, but like 
what are the the different reasons, let's say, that you could network? Uh, because I, I still know a lot of people that don't network and or they feel that might be very unidirectional or unidimensional. So mm-hmm. in your view, like, what are the, all the different reasons uh, or yeah, that, that you would uh, network for? The way the way I see it is that there there are some some networks are natural, and others are curated, and some are and then there are others which are kind of broadcasted, right? So, the natural networks, the way I see them, is uh, you know you've been working with some people, right? So you naturally get to know them. They're working in your team. They're working in your company. Maybe we can talk about company networks a bit later, but especially people you're working on a day-to-day basis, uh, and you, you know you you go for lunch together, or you know if you smoke, have a cigarette, or go for a drink in the evening, and so on. Then then there is network that you curate, right? And I see some people doing that quite well, where they will, and we did that a lot more of when we were we were younger, Sandro. I mean, the London Software Craftsmanship Community. I'm still young, Mesh, so didn't see You're exactly the same age, like, by the way, for those of you. Uh, I'll have you know, I am a bit younger than you are. <laughs> three, three months younger. Three months. <laughs> But but so so um, uh, we you know the London Java community the uh, and then uh, London Software Craftsmanship community and they were brilliant places to curate networks. We went to these places because these were like-minded professionals, people that we wanted to talk with. We used to go to the XP uh, Tuesdays as well and a few other places, and and this allowed us to meet fellow professionals. And that the reason there is to in, increase your knowledge and to to enge, engage in a debate uh, and dialogue to understand what's happening around you in the industry and get better. And I can say hands on heart that I am a way better professional because of the London Software Craftsmanship community than I would ever have been. And maybe I would never have got to the place that I am if it wasn't for that. So so that's how important a curated network is. And then there is a network which is kind of like broadcasted, you know, X number of followers on Twitter. Um, you know, it's not really, it's kind of you broadcast and even on LinkedIn and stuff so nowadays, a lot of LinkedIn is people you know, but there's a lot of stuff, people there that you don't really know, right? And and personally, and I think I should do that better, is that I don't really engage on, like, say, LinkedIn. And some people use that really well to their advantage, where they engage with the right people, right? So, and it takes a lot of energy, all these networks. And this is the thing, you know, you it takes effort, it takes energy, it takes time. And, and also it takes a certain kind of skill. So, for example, I'll speak for myself. I'm not a very good social media person at all. I don't have Facebook and other things... No, purely because I am one of those boring people that can't post anything. I just don't know how to never done it, right? And But some people really engage with other professionals on those kind of platforms as well and create their network. So that's how I would see that, you know, there are these different types. So some you create, create some, some come naturally, 
and others are a bit more less valuable per person, but quite broad, quite big. So, so what you're saying is that that you prefer to build your networks through smoking and drinking. Um, Pretty much. <laughs> you, know, you know, there is so much truth into that, Steve. I am not even... <laughs> you just, like, that is profound. That is profound. I, I should hire you as my therapist. <laughs> the, uh, do you think that the, the, the kind of personal networks that you have, right, the natural networks, uh, are as... Uh, are more valuable or less valuable than the this kind of social broadcast networks? I, I think that there are also different the distinction in here, right? So, and this is not only the channel. Uh, for example, I mentioned like a few things like social, uh, Facebook or Twitter and stuff. So you can use exactly the same channel for different reasons, right? So, for example, there is one one is true network where you really engage uh, with people. You engage in discussions, right? So, and that is a true network. You are debating ideas and stuff. You can argue that certain channels are better than others for certain subjects. Uh, but, and then there is the self-promotion, right? Mm-hmm. That you can still use, for example, Twitter. Twitter can be used to both. Can be can be used to network and exchange ideas with other people and can be used to self-promotion. You can be, they're not mutually exclusive, right? Yeah. So the the... I I personally like uh, I think that a bit of both is is important, but I would favor more the the networking side. The the self promotion is always a bit. I think that is is important uh, to some degree, but probably I'll come back to that self promotion a bit later because otherwise my thoughts will be too unstructured. Uh, I, I was like, well, you you both know me very well, and, and I come from tech communities, right? One of the first things that I've done when I arrived in London in 2004 was to look for the local Java community. It was one of the first things I've done in my first week. In fact, I Googled, well, I don't know if we had Google back then, but I was searching for that uh, already. We did, uh, we did Google. We, we, we did, did have, Google. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but, but I was already looking for uh, Java community. It was the first things I've done. And, and, and here, there are, for me, for example, Mesh, you mentioned uh, that it takes a lot of energy to network, and it does. It, it, it can be quite draining, mainly depending depend on which personality type you, you have and stuff. But the, so the intention of the networking is also important because that also impacts how much it will drain you in a way. So, for example, when I chose to network with the Java community when I arrived in the UK, I had different purposes. So I wanted, like, what I want to extract from it was, uh, for example, I was brand new in it was a brand new country to me, new continent. I shared nothing with those people here. So I had to, in a very short period of time, I went from, I came from a place where I had all my friends that grew up with me, went to university, Mm -hmm. I had my, my language that we spoke, jokes that we made, to a place where I lost everything when I was 27, when I came over, that was that. So so for me, going to the Java community, for example, I was trying to achieve multiple things. First of all, I was trying to make friends. I was trying to be inserted in in a new country, in a new society, and and nothing better than finding uh, a, a thing that 
a lot of people have in common. So for example, our, uh, for example, I always liked Java, worked with Java for a long time. So being in a place where everyone that is in there like the same thing that I do, or one, at least one of the things that I, that I like, made it very easy to connect to people. And it was not so draining because it, I was there to meet people, but also to talk about a subject that I liked a lot that I used to talk when I was back home. So, so that, so if you are going out to talk about things that you like and meet like-minded people, that is less draining when you do a concerted effort, for example, that you are trying to network because you have, you want to find a new job very soon because you are unemployed or because you want to promote something that you sell or your business or service mm -hmm. or whatever. So that is far more draining because now you are, the networking is a means to an end, it's not the end itself. See, see, see what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And potentially um, under a tighter deadline as well, right? Mm -hmm. You know, when you were going there to kind of meet people and stuff, it just kind of organic and you just kind of let it happen. Um, and there was no real pressure to um, achieve something from the network. When you go back home, home, you feel that you had a, more often than not, you had a good night. You were out there, you, 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 you met some people, you talk about things that you like and some technology or whatever else that you might like. Mm -hmm. and, and even if nothing else happens, you all yeah. had a nice night out, you know, like, or... Do you know, do you know the <clears throat> funny thing is, this reminds me, I recently read uh, an article on Eon magazine. Uh, I talked to someone else about it recently. And it talked about needs. And in fact, you know, the, this thing I go on about, about work-life harmony and not balance, because balance mm -hmm. creates, um, balance denotes opposite forces, whereas harmony is, is you know, the, the, everything is, is kind of one. It's all life, really. Mm -hmm. And they describe it very well because they talked about it exactly like that. They talked about it uh, in terms of harmony. And they... they, they there's many frameworks, and they use the framework called drama, which is uh, it's, it's it's like a known framework. It's detachment, relaxation, autonomy, meaning, um, uh, and then uh, mastery. Autonomy, mastery, meaning, which is purpose. And the the A is actually I forgot what it stands for, but it's about it's about connections. It's about social connections, right? And if you think about the um, a like the communities that we used to engage in, like the the, the especially when we were kind of at this uh, the, attending and organizing and running the craft so London Software Craftsmanship Community, there was these five or six five needs that we have, right? They were satisfying quite a few of them. They were meaning. There was this whole idea of. Uh, a kind of a social kind of interactions that's that's a need that every human being has right mm -hmm. and we are uh, mastery which is basically we are talking about uh, you know getting better at our own career and and what we do so there are so many like of the five main major needs that are recognized to be our kind of drivers it was satisfying like three or four of them in one place mm -hmm. and that's I, th that's important, you know, and it, it's it just goes to show, as you said, when you engage with your network in that way, where it's it's kind of it's actually relaxing, uh, because you don't have any, 
you, there's no exterior motive. The motive is intrinsic. You're, in, uh, you're having this social interaction that you're enjoying. You're in a nice place. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you're in like-minded people and you're learning and you, you're honing your craft, your knowledge. So it's, it's good in so many, so many ways. But the end result's the same, right? So you, uh, although it's been less effort, really, mm-hmm. hasn't felt like a, um, a chore at all. Um, the end result's the same. You've got a great network of people that you can go to. Yeah. You can ask for advice or, um, you know, just you know, whenever you need to to kind of lean on them. Do you know? Do you know? The funny thing is, this is like if you read certain biographies, it's a like these some of the most um, uh, kind of key people in history. They were natural networkers, and I in the and this whole idea of like-minded people coming together has been around for centuries. Uh, there were uh, coffee houses in London like two centuries ago, which were created for exactly those kind of things. I was, uh, I think, Sandra, I was telling you about um, Benjamin Franklin's biography. Mm. He was sent to, to London uh, to do, uh, um, I think for the first time he came, uh, he, there was to be an ambassador for, right. for, for the burgeoning kind of U.S. states and, and their uh, uh, decision makers and the first thing that he did was visited the coffee houses because that's where he could start connecting with people he could start engaging and he was a scientist as well and inventor and so so it's where he could start connecting and engaging and start building his networks so that he could actually have an impact on what he wanted to do and mm-hmm. this is the thing that a lot of people that key people in the world, they they do like the ones that you really are the movers and shakers. No one can do it on their own. They have to create these these strong networks around them to help them actually achieve the the things that they want to achieve. Yeah. When I wrote my my book, uh, there are uh, there was a in one of the areas where I was talking about careers, and because I was always saying that. Ideally, like you have a, a direction, you have like a, I was very diligent uh, with my career. Uh, and, and so I always have an idea of where I wanted to be and what I want to do and how I would trace those steps. And of course, nothing, not everything happened according to what I wanted. I had to adapt multiple times, right? So there are many things that I could not control, but I always had like a, this is where I would like to go. Okay, maybe I should do this first and so on. But there were a few times where I didn't know what to do. I didn't know exactly what I wanted or where I would go from where I was and stuff. And I write that. And I said, look, when you are in that, that place, the best thing that you can do, open yourself up to possibilities, right? So, and one way of doing that is just go out. Go out and start speaking to people, but with no immediate agenda, you know? Just, just start sitting down and, and talking to people and meeting new people, putting yourself in different positions. So open yourself up. Because I always say, like, if you close yourself down, like, no one is going to, unless you're very lucky, but no one is going to just knock at your door and say, hey, there is this amazing opportunity. I never heard about you, but I just knocked in this random door and you happen to be inside, so I'm going to offer that to you, right? So so, so normally, like, uh, one way to, uh, sometimes when you don't know what to do is, like, Speak to people, go out, 
make connections because you never know what's going to happen. But it's always better. And this is what I think that Kevin was saying on the YouTube live chat. There is a maintaining that network. And maintaining mm -hmm. that network is important, but it cannot be onerous. Because if you are doing that because you always have an agenda, and, and if that agenda is an immediate, you need an immediate result, that will be very taxing. Very taxing. Because every meeting that you go, you have that expectation that something needs to happen. And you end up forcing certain relationships and stuff. But if you just do that naturally, you said, you know what? I, well, I haven't seen those guys. Like I left a job like two years ago or three years ago, 10 years ago. Haven't met those people like in a long time. Why don't I just ping some of them and see if they want to have a meal? If you, if you have a drink, you can have a drink or a meal or whatever, right? So, and you start catching up with people with no hidden agenda. You go there, have a nice chat and mm -hmm. then go up. Or if there is a technology thing that you want to to learn, or or, or you or you feel that you know a lot, because that's the other thing. So there is always uh, uh, again. I was deliberate about. I'm very deliberate about my time in general. Uh, but even when, I, for example, I'm deliberate about. I would like to have fun. I would like to go to a place and just talk to people with no hidden agenda. That is, I do even that deliberate. You know. So then I said, like, I'll go to the software craftsmanship community. I'm going to go to the Java community. I'm going to just sit down with like-minded people, talk about stuff that I like. Or if I said, no, I, I really need, I would like to know more about certain technologies or there are some skills that I feel that I lack. I'll be very deliberate about that. It's like, look, I'm going to go to those places and see if I can learn something. Or sometimes you want to promote something or, or, or you want to, to start creating a profile. And so like, okay, what do I know? What could I share that it could be valuable to someone? Mm -hmm. I'll be deliberate about that. Some communities, as Mesh said, the software craftsmanship community ticket many boxes because I could have fun. I could learn. I could like meet like-minded people. I could present, raise a profile. I could learn from other people. This is what I'm saying. And, and plant loads of seeds that, well, Cogitans exist because we did that work with the, the, the London software craftsmanship community. Yeah have that community probably we would not have this business today yeah. right but we didn't start that community with the idea of have to have a business because the the cogitas was uh, was founded three years after almost four years after we started the community so there was no we didn't do uh, we are going to do that because i want i want to plant the seed and in six months time collect uh yeah. something no it was not like that and in, in fact, there are other aspects of networking as well, which is about finding people that you would like to know, but this is more targeted. So not but finding mentors or yeah. specialists and kind of getting close to them. I know quite a few people who I've seen, you know, like people like who will get close to people like Kent Beck and, and you know, in our and they would because they know that these people, they are creating, they have a wealth of experience, and there are certain things that they are talking about that they want to get close to them to understand why and where the context behind it. So they themselves increase their knowledge. And this is another, it, this finding your mentors. And I, like a lot of times people think, well, you have one mentor. You can have as many as you like. And finding these kind of mentors, really looking at who's saying what and and seeing where you, what you want to learn and who's really thinking deeply around this and creating 
uh, knowledge around this and kind of getting close to them and even asking them to, you know, getting close to them to the point where you are known to them or even, you know, that you become their friend. And, you know, that's quite a good result because that will propel you in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we talked a lot about the the kind of community aspect of of um, um, the networking, but I think there's also networking that you should do, perhaps inside the company that you work now, right? And I think this is uh, for perhaps a slightly different reason. Um, yeah, it's great to have those people. You know, the people that you work with now. You know, uh, I I think back to the people that I worked with five, ten years into my career. Who are now CEOs, CTOs, COOs, etc. So that they, they'll grow as well, right? But I, I still stay in touch, and, and you know, um, and, and that's great. Again, a completely unplanned thing. I certainly wasn't thinking that, right? Oh, I must be make friends with this person because in in fifteen years' time, you, uh, you know, there might be something great. But um, but also, I think it, it, at work, it, re- it can really help you to achieve things, right? So you know, if you have that network that you are kind of already uh, have some connection with people that that every time you speak to them is not to ask them a favor or to ask them to you know to to, to give them some work to do um, or give them bad news right it's uh you know if you already have those connections and 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 knowing that person to go, who to go to it's a much easier conversation when you go there and say uh, i need to roll back that from production because i really messed up now if you already have a connection that's a much 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 easier conversation do you know funny you should say that is that uh, all the previous bosses that I have, they are my friends, like mm-hmm. lifelong friends, right? And it's it's actually extremely important that the people that you work with, your team, and especially the people that you work for, that you cultivate friendships, just like you said, you know, as soon as you take the relationship away from that kind of line management or, you know, very business focused, and you take it towards a more social focused, your the business fo- focus relationship part becomes richer. It becomes better. It becomes more understanding. So, so that when you are bringing an idea to your boss, you're not bringing it just to your boss. You're bringing it to your friend. And there mm-hmm. is a trust within it as well. And they would be more... The, and even when you need people, as you said, you know, that you need people to listen to you to give you some room, you know, that your idea is not well-formed or what you're trying to do is not exactly um, of benefit to them or doesn't have a direct kind of benefit. But you can ask people to give you that room so that you can try those things or you can take some time or all these things. You know, once you have that and a better relationship with your colleagues, with your bosses, with whoever you're working with within your working environment, it actually makes all these things very easy. And then the opportunities is the other side of things, right? Because they know you much better, they understand when different opportunities arise, like, you know, we only remember like seven or eight things on top of our head. And you, if you're one of those people that comes to their mind when they have an opportunity, it's better to be there and I then, and of course, you know, one can say, well, you know, it should be merit of work and everything. And of course, it, it should be. 
But we are all humans. Everyone is a human being. Doesn't matter which position role they're performing. And when they have a good, nice network, good friendship with people, of course they're gonna prioritize those people. Well, whether they do it consciously or unconsciously. People want to work with people. They want you. Yeah. They they buy from people. They sell to people, right? So, and the the, the work network is the easiest one potentially to maintain. Mm-hmm. Mainly for us, that we, like I was thinking, I was uh, talking to my wife the other day. Um, when we were growing up, like we, for example, we have our friends from school, right? So, so those people stay with us. And a lot of our friends stay with us for year after year, right? So. Um, and then there are maybe some clubs that we do. Some some people play football or they, they do drama or whatever they, they do. They go to some classes and, and every week or whatever. So they make friends in there as well. As we are growing, and then we go to university and so on. But as you grow up, you lose that. So, so then like the only, for example, place that you spend time now is your work, right? So, so you stayed with those people for a few years. Uh, on a daily basis. And it's, so we don't meet people at, at our age, for example. It's not so easy for us to meet people outside work anymore, mm-hmm. right? So it, so, so then and networking within the, the, the work is quite easy to do, you know? Yeah. It, sometimes you just say, for example, before, well, now companies are going back to, to normal. So, so meeting in person is easy, but you don't even need to meet in person. Sometimes just like, hey, do you have half an hour? Like we used to do the, exactly these fireside chats before, like it was normally around six, six o'clock, mm-hmm. match myself or Jose, one of us would ping each other. Like we used to do, Steve, even with yourself as well, yeah. like when we were in the office, right? Remember, yeah. like, we want you, hey, wants to stay around for, for another drink or so. And then you say, hey, just have a have a chat for half an hour and then we go home. So this is very easy to do, even online, right? So, so I think that this is, you should, people should be more deliberate to do that. You know, it doesn't <laughs> cost much. I think with online, this is one thing, actually, remember we say that we miss that with our clients, is that we, when we used to be at our clients or we do the you know consultancy sessions with our clients, normally you do a, quite a bit of network building. Yeah. Uh, in the morning, maybe you, have, you go there and you have breakfast together, you go for lunch and go, like, remember in Spain, we often used to go for a walk with uh, our clients. Yeah. Uh, straight after lunch because it's a thing that they do like it's quite a good thing that you know go for a little walk after lunch and just have a very informal chat and in between sessions and so on that network building that we miss now in the kind of the online world because it's yeah. just like have a meeting get straight to business and you finish and then you you log off right so it's it's even more important to kind of warm up those networks as you go along so, so what else? So we, we, we've been talking about, I think that the, the things that we talked about are things that probably, I believe that many people will agree. Uh, so network, network, uh, maybe some, some finding some groups outside working hours, like uh, for example, like the meetups and stuff. But what else? What else is in there that, that I now trying to be a bit more deliberate? Mm-hmm. You know, like... Uh, because I think that is important. So that is the, the the you feeling good meeting people. But this is like 
enjoying yourself. This I think that Mesh, I like how you put the uh, what's the word that you use? It's not holistic. Uh, harmony. Harmony. So a more harmonic. Harmonious. Harmonious. Harmonious uh, way to to make your uh, your social aspect your private uh, life, if, if you like, like with work, everything just one. So finding things that you like and people that like those things, like my people, makes it very easy to make it harmonious, right? Mm -hmm. But then there is the ones that you do more deliberate. So look, I have a business to run, or I think that is important that I know these kind of people, or, or, or uh, maybe I'll be looking for a job in the future or stuff, So, or I want to raise my profile. So what would be the other options uh, in your view? To build that network. Yeah. So I think to make sure yeah. that you do a future proof uh, yeah. career, let's say, as the topic of the episode. So I think that just, just quickly on the communities, I think that there are a whole bunch of communities that you can select carefully from to, to, to go and attend, right? So it doesn't necessarily need to be about the programming language that you use or the agile methodology that you're, that you're, you're you use. There's, there's an awful lot of, um, uh, leadership communities, kind of management communities. Um, uh, look, look for um, uh, places where with impressive speakers. Um, you know, it's quite normal when you go and give a, a talk somewhere to kind of hang around for a little bit and, and chat to the people that, that are in the audience. Um, so you can be very, very targeted. You don't need to necessarily be a full-time member of those communities. Um, you know, you can turn up for for a talk or for a, for a conference and uh, and target that. Um, so that's one way, but I think it is about that being a little bit more targeted. Um, perhaps it's somebody um, in an industry that you'd like to kind of consider in the future, or, or, or somebody who is kind of a few rungs up the ladder from you right now, and that you might might learn something from. Um, so yeah, I think it is important to be to have that targeted approach for sure. Um, and there's certainly some people in my network, or or people that I've spotted at clients that are you know very impressive, or people that you spot in your own company that are very impressive. You go, oh, I, this is I, I should make a connection with this person. They 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 seem a, like um, what's Daniel Priestley's thing? A key key person of influence, right? So that they 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 seem like someone who who um, who um, perhaps the relationship's going to be one way for a little while, right? They've got things that I can learn from them. But eventually that, that, that flips, it becomes a, a little bit more um, balanced. I think this is a like a, a very important thing that <clears throat> if you, so initially you do start from, uh, I think Kevin said generate content, cloud generator network, like, you know, like this podcast and yes, but not everyone starts from there, <clears throat> right? Mm -hmm. And you start with having this genuine um, curiosity about mm -hmm. what people are talking about. So if you are interested in something and you want to learn more about it, one of the ways or the best probably way is to go, who is really, who are the experts in that area? And you'll find that they've either written books, articles, they have their own kind of content generation, that kind of stuff, and then engage. So it's not just about uh, consuming. And this goes to communities as well, by the way. It's not just about attending. It's about contributing, right? Mm -hmm. So with, you know, with these authors and so on, uh, many a times I've read from directly from these authors in their biographies and so on, that you'd be surprised how much time they have for someone 
who asks a genuine question. For sure. You know, they've they've read the book, you've read their book, and you have a very well, not a question related to, oh, I want to network with this person and I want to, I want their, you know, mention from them. No, from the point of view of, I'd like to know more about this area, or actually this area maybe was not clear, or maybe I have a a, a supporting experience, or you don't have to disagree with people. You just have to, you know, suppose say like, oh yeah, I kind of I'm, I have exactly this kind of problem that you're talking about, and it's so good to hear about it. And we have kind of like slightly different. And I want to, from genuine curiosity, is your problem really related to the one they're discussing? And and would that kind of solution, and you engage in that kind of conversation, they will engage back with you because they've written a book or or they you know they're an expert, and someone wants asking asking them about the subject that they love. Of course, they're gonna to reply to you, right? Uh, and even, have, sorry, go no, on. no, sorry, no, sorry, Mesh. I thought you were done. No, I, I was saying they're gonna say that even if they don't the first time, they might be busy and they might have similar things. But keep at it. The people, at the very least, they will appreciate it if they mm-hmm. don't reply. Yeah, because what I would say is that I had this experience on both sides. Yeah. So, what what you were saying, Steve? For example, one thing that uh, I always found very important is. And I mentioned even that mesh in other in previous episodes as well uh, about leadership and, and management and stuff. So there are many of us, we would like to be part of certain groups, right? So and quite often we would like to be part of a group so that we can learn from that group. And this is a very genuine uh, thing to have. Like, uh, yeah, of course, like uh, I would love there are many people in the industry that I admire. I read their their work and 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 I would love, and even like in companies, people that build some some very interesting companies that I would love to to absorb uh, what they what they could share with me. But this is also quite a selfish uh, thinking, right? So I want someone else time um, to teach me. So although I I had and still have that selfish thinking, there are loads of people that I would like. If I could get a chunk of their time, I would be very grateful. But I always thought about what would what it would what would be in it for them, because there is a limit, right? So, for example, uh, at the beginning, I was not very skilled in doing those things, and I just want to absorb. I was much younger and stuff. And, and sometimes, like you become like some people say, "Look, I'm happy to to interact with you, but like." How you interact with them is very important, as you were saying, Mesh, like how you approach them. Uh, and also, like there is a limit to how much of their time you can take. So I was always very deliberate in making sure that, well, trying to my best that they would not be a waste of time to them. So and a way to do that is I try to do as much as I could on my own. So, for example, if I want to, I don't know, speak to someone that is a, very knowledgeable in a subject. I cannot get in there and say, hey, person that knows everything about this subject. I know fuck all about this subject. So can you can you teach me something about it? So you see what I'm saying? The distance mm-hmm. between you and this person is way too large. But if, if you go there and say, you know what? I would love to have this time for this person. But there are many other people in between. And there is most important, there's a lot that I can do. 
So I was reading everything I could. You mentioned Mesh, like going, taking some people, first, first of all, understanding our industry or in certain areas of our industry, who are the people that are leading those that area, like being a, a technology, a, a methodology, like a whatever, right? So you understand that, you read that, you consume that material, you prepare yourself, you, you go as, as fast as you can, given what you can do on your own. So that when you get closer to those other people, you have far more intelligent questions to ask. And that's the, and that is what you're doing for them. I was just thinking that then because it's really it's a it's a thing that's easy to say and hard to do. Like it needs to be a two way street. And what can I do for them? Well, uh, maybe you can't teach them something, but you can certainly uh, you know give them an interesting conversation, right? Just uh, or ask a question ask, that will be challenging for question. them to exactly exactly ask yeah. a, a question for them to, that you, they will need to think to answer. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's that's enough. So it's not like a, a big thing. We're saying oh. They, they help me out with this, so I must help them with that. Uh, what do I know that they don't, that I can teach them? It's not like that. It's, it's, you know, how can we just provide some intellectual stimulation of some, you know, of some kind? How can, I, how can I make this not boring for them? How can I make this a, you know, come, how can I help them come away from this conversation thinking, oh, I really enjoyed that? Yeah, because, for example, I said, for example, I, I, I was, again, very deliberate in getting closer to some people that I admired and knew far more than me and, and, so I was very deliberate about it. But like when I got to speak to them and I tried a few times, I had read almost everything that they had published. Mm. I knew their body of knowledge like to a very deep degree, right? So, mm. so then when I was going to, uh, to speak to them, I could ask some questions uh, and not put myself too low. But, but then the, the, I also want to distinguish two things. One is like, let's say, we are all we were all developers, right? So getting to someone that is a much more experienced developer is still easier for us to walk a long way to get as close as possible to where they are and then have that conversation. I will probably to be good also to touch on, on things that are, for example, there are people, let's say, building a company, right? So Mesh and I never built a company, Steve. You are part of building this company yourself. Like the things that you do today has nothing to do with no. no. <laughs> when you were hired, right? So, and you did an MBA and you thought that would help. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 but I'll talk about that in a, in a sec. So, but I was on the opposite side as well. For example, every now and again, I get people that through different means, mainly LinkedIn, I got a lot of requests. Uh, people come to me and say, hey, and ask me question about stuff. And I have something for some. Some people came to me and say, hey, I have this open source project that has shit tons of code on GitHub. Can you do a review to me and see where my code is? <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. And then you have some people that say, look, I read your book and in, in a specific chapter, you mentioned this and this and that. In my context, I have this and this and this situation. I'm struggling to match what you said to my context. Can you clarify? The, the, the difference for me is like one, I said, look, although I would love to, I love looking at code, there's no way I can stop my day and spend hours and hours looking at going through your open source code because you what you are asking me so far, and I'll need to invest so much time. Where the other person said was very precise. You know that, for example, the person did their homework, they mm -hmm. read, they understood, they tried to apply, and they asked me a very precise question about my work and stuff. So then I have all the interest because at that point, 
I was thinking maybe there are some things that I haven't thought about. And I remember like very recently, like a few weeks ago, I was speaking to a guy that I never met before. And we exchanged loads of voice messages because he was describing his context. I was asking more questions like, okay, but tell me about this because I was curious. Mm -hmm. Because he was saying like, I'm trying to do that. And it's fine. I tried this. I tried that. I read your book. And I, and then it got my curiosity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what person I had all the time in the world for, for this person. Mm -hmm. So so, so th those are the things that are, are also important. Like when you are trying to network, I think you're generalizing is you need to consider like what do you bring to the table? And again, you don't need to be an expert, but at least you need to have some informed questioning, you know, like so you need to, to start creating an argument, engaging with the group in a, in a way that the group will be engaged as well. You cannot just start from scratch and say, go to someone, some architect in AWS and say, I, I never heard about the cloud. Can you tell me about something about the cloud? And this is one of the main architects from AWS. You, you, mm -hmm. the, the gap is way too big. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I think... Um... That's probably, yeah. So we were talking about, you know, the the kind of, um, you know, the outsider, the just kind of uh, friendship group colleagues, kind of local, um, like um, community members, that kind of stuff. Um, so how would you, how do you find people? How do you approach them? You know, if you see somebody at a conference or you find somebody online, how, how would you go about just making that initial contact? Is that something that, that, that's not, that's not, I, I am always half jealous, half annoyed by people. And it's only because I, I can't do it. Mm. It's, you know, when oh. someone, you go to a conference and someone's done a good talk. And then suddenly there's two, three people and one or two of them are like, they go there and ask very intelligent questions. <laughs> and you're like, why can't I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I used to have that same problem at university, you know, with, with professors. Like, there's always be like two or three that would go straight to the the, mm -hmm. the, uh, the lecturer and start asking questions, really relevant questions. I don't know if they were really relevant. I mean, he was, answer, he would, you know, the lecturer would answer them. So I, I guess they were relevant. But, you know, it's, I think part of it is that you need to build that a bit of a thick skin that I think what, one thing that stops me quite quite dead in my tracks is that you know almost like a shyness right even at this age that you know uh you no know, like you know there's a bunch of people there already and mm -hmm. you know i'd like to have a chat but i'll be competing amongst other kind of you know like those those little chicks kind of waiting for the 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 mama bird to <laughs> to put some more there that kind of thing and you think oh no i'll Maybe I'll do it later. But actually, it's a very good way of of engaging with, with with people. And I think, how do you build that skill to 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 do that? It's hard, really hard. So yeah. we sponsored uh, that um, we sponsored Rust Nation in London last week. Um, we had uh, two of our guys run the the workshops on the first day, and then we were at the conference on the second day. And um, yeah, I had to spend Friday trying to network with people. And one, it was excruciatingly embarrassing walking up to a group of people who all kind of stood around face each other eating their lunch go and trying to trying to trying to kind of barge yourself in yeah, that's so difficult so I, I don't i love talking to people i you know once yeah. i i am in there and talking it's fine but that initial conversation 
felt so. You know, rude. getting yourself in there, it's it's so difficult. Yeah. Uh, I find I find it awkward as well. But but I also, for, for, again, I, I think that I'm quite self conscious of where I am as well, uh, with my career and my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Maybe too much, uh, in a way. Uh, but but for example, uh, more recently we we. I would love to start meeting people that have built companies larger than ours that, for example, and, and I'm trying to, to get closer to some people and I'm having some, 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 some success. Um, the, but for example, one thing is to say, look, I, I want to build a company. So you are, you, you don't even have a company, right? And then you say, look, why don't I try to reach out to a CEO of a multi-billion Coca-Cola? Yeah. Exactly, Coca-Cola. <laughs> let me go to, to the, the, the senior management of Coca-Cola and say, like, let's see if they would give me some advice. Again, it's, it's that gap. You need to be conscious about that, right? Mm-hmm. So not only in terms of knowledge, but in accomplishments as well. Accomplishments, is that the word? The yeah. things that you accomplished in life, right? Yeah. So, so then for you, so for example, sometimes like, you want you would like to have a company. Well, don't aim for the, the CEO of Coca-Cola, right? So maybe there are some, some local entrepreneurs in the mm-hmm. local community of startups and stuff, people that are a bit ahead of you. So of course, do your homework, read all your books about building a business, learn about business and stuff, do a lot of homework yourself, but speak to people that are maybe a few steps ahead, not like a world apart from you. Because the gap is way too big. And, and and honestly, I think the advice that you get from someone a couple of steps above you is probably going to be certainly more current uh, and, exactly. and better than, than somebody who is a million miles ahead of you. Um, exactly. Because they probably don't remember. They probably don't remember. Exactly. So some of them didn't even go through the steps that you went through because they might have gone to some of the positions way later that the, when the company was already bigger and they were hired already in a much larger organization they didn't start from scratch they didn't build it yeah, yeah. exactly so yeah. so and this is this is i think that is also important like the for example for me it was easier to connect to some people according to where i was for example i can make connections today that it would be almost impossible for me to make when i arrived in london almost 20 years ago mm-hmm. Right, so so, and I think that, and it would be the wrong thing. It would just create frustration for me, uh, but also like what I did, I connected to the Java community, to the craftsmanship community, and then you start building your career, you're building yourself, and you are always networking with people that are a few steps away from you, not too far. That would be easier, and those people probably will will be more inclined to help you as well because they just went through what you were going through. And they yeah. also get something from you as well, right? You know, because you're, you're not too far and it's good to bounce ideas and good to talk for them as well. It's valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's, uh, I think it's, I think that, you know, unless you are a very special type of person who probably works in sales, mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say everybody finds it awkward. Every, no, but, you know, or, a vast majority, at least, find find it awkward to to go and start those conversations. The um, and I think that if you're going to do that, it requires a lot of effort from you. So be be deliberate about that as well. 
and this also like brings to to some of the topics that we mentioned earlier on uh, about uh, is there like a, an an etiquette as well? Like for example, is there some skills that you need to have in order to do that? Uh, how do you position it? As you said, Mesh, like how do you even start? Uh, and for me, there are some ground rules, right? Mm -hmm. So. Uh, uh, and we touched upon the difference between networking and, and personal marketing as well. Yeah. So I think that is worth exploring. I think that an element of personal marketing is important. We just need to be very careful because there is a very thin line in there. In, you cannot sell a product that is not good, right? Similar to, for example, you cannot market a product that, that is rubbish. And that includes you as a professional. Right? You cannot say, like, I am this, and I happen, and I do this, and I did that, when you didn't, when you don't have that expertise. So you need to be careful. Like, marketing doesn't mean to be bullshitting, people, mm -hmm. right? So it's more like about, like, hey, this is what I'm doing now. Hey, I, I'm, I'm working on this project, or I know this kind of stuff. I'm networking somewhere else. Or, so you, people start having an idea of who you are. You're not bullshitting them. You're not saying that you do more than, than you do. In that message, you'd also need to be very realistic to yourself. For example, I remember in the early days, for example, when I was writing a lot of blogs or creating screencasts and stuff like that, I was not doing that because I thought that one of the, the, the big, biggest leaders in our industry would read that. I was just happy that the next layer, the people that were around me, maybe like some about me, some, some the were... Um, how can I say some of, some of the people that I was ahead of in, in, in our, for example, they were mm -hmm. behind me in their careers. They would benefit from my content. And maybe some of them that were a little bit ahead of me would find interesting enough to have that debate. Yeah. Right. So, but there was an element every time you do a, a you write a blog or you record a screencast or, or you give a small presentation on a, on a tech community that is an element of pushing your, yourself out there. You are creating a profile. I was just very, uh, how can I say, uh, aware that I'm doing that within circles and not aiming to become like a celebrity because that's not gonna happen. If yeah. you have nothing, you had to develop your career and more and more you are learning and more and more you have what you offer, yeah. right? So, and the same way, this, and your, your network in a way should reflect your career, where you are and where you want to be as your next step and maybe a few steps further, uh, but not try to leap too far ahead because that, that those networks, even if you manage to connect, you will not be able to maintain, I think, goes back to that. It, so it, exactly. it should kind of, your network should reflect where you are and where you want to be in the fairly near future but also the kind of people that you aspire to, right? But as you said, they are, you know, the conversation that you have with them, be mindful of their time and respectful and and observe and ask questions which are genuinely curious and not yeah. not related to, oh, I wanna get a word in there. You know, that yeah, kind of exactly. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, so, so there is an etiquette. There are there are a few exceptions to this rule that we've been discussing because, like, I believe that what we've been discussing is about people that are maybe in the same career path that we are, but they are just ahead of us. Yeah, yeah? I think that most of the discussion was about that. Mm -hmm. But there are people that are not in the same career path or 
let's say, for example, we are growing a business. And then there are other uh, people that either created much larger business or more successful business, or they are they were put in positions already in, in those businesses, either they create from scratch or, or they are in leadership positions. Those people are not necessarily on your career path. But you, for example, uh, uh, concrete examples, like we have uh, been trying to meet people that are in positions, similar positions like we are, but in much larger organizations. Because right. I want to learn what it would take to take our organization to, to where they are. So, but it's not a direct path. So I'm saying it's not so easy to learn enough to get close to them. It's a bit different. Mm-hmm. So, so in those cases, I think that is, we were talking about the etiquette of networking. It's always important to be respectful of their time, as you said, Mesh, to make sure that you are prepared. If you are going to try to to target someone and you somehow convince them to give their time to you, being 15 minutes, half an hour, being like a, a message, that, an email that you sent them, Make sure that you are very targeted, that, that you, you make their time, time worthwhile, right? So, and, and also, like, for example, what I'm finding very useful to me is, is being humble. Don't go there. You are not going there to sell anything to those people. You're not going there to say how good you are because they don't care. They are way, what you are doing now, they've done before, mm-hmm. right? So you cannot go there and like, I'm great, I'm this and that. So... I, I'm using a very humble, I said, look, and I'm being honest, I said, look, I have this, I admire what you are doing, I, I, there are many things that you do at your level that I don't know how to do, and I wonder if you have some, some of your time, because I have loads of questions, and that would help me a lot to, to understand certain things that I cannot understand. Mm-hmm. So, so, of course, I, I tailored the message in a, in a much... In a better way, but but like this, this being very humble, you know. Like I had a few conversations recently. You are saying, Mesh, that you can have multiple mentors. I would not go as far as consider those people mentors, but I'm meeting people recently that are giving me advice and advice for free. And the only thing that it took is for me to send a very humble message uh, to say, "Look, I'm trying to do this. I really admire your work. I, so uh, if you could have, like, I would love to have some period." a small chunk of your time so that I could ask a few questions and then get some advice. And it's amazing uh, how many people would be willing to give their time if yep. you ask for a 15-minute uh, yeah. thing or, or one message. I'm stick to it. That's the important thing. Right. Is like, don't 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 ask for 15 minutes and try and take an hour. Right. It's, yeah. uh, again, so, it's and all of a sudden, of course, that like... Uh, there is an element, so this is where also there is, this This is not an easy thing because it's not that everyone that you're going to ask or try to connect, they're going to accept or, or give their time. And this is where the personal market, marketing also plays a part because once you connect to people that you normally don't have a close relationship, one thing they might ignore you completely, but if they are at least curious, like who, the, who, who is this person? They need to find something. Right, so they need mm-hmm. to click on you or Google and find something. It's like, okay, I'm ahead of this person, like in terms of career or achievements, but this person is a person that is achieving something. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So then they will 
relate to you and they want to help you, you because they know that you've done your job. You're not just, hey, I just graduated and I want some advice from the top executives in the, you know, yeah. the, the FTSE 100. And, and not, not everyone has that, but I think it's then it's important that, you know, your profile, your bio and all those things is intriguing, you know, so that you, you know that people are, if you connect to people, they're going to come onto your bio. And so that this is your chance to to sell and yourself and say, you know, you're someone that they could they could speak to and it's not just a random person that it's it's someone actually quite interested in this area yeah exactly. so, so tailoring, yeah yeah sorry go on. go on no no no. i was just saying like tailoring those messages when you are trying to reach out to people that are a bit outside your network or not in a direct career path tailoring that message well is important uh make sure that you are humble that you have something to show in terms of you are not someone that knows nothing, right? So they, they, they probably will have some interesting conversation. I think that is quite important. Mm -hmm. Very much so. So, Mesh, you were saying something. No, yeah. I was just going to say that we've kind of gone past the time. Yeah, so maybe it's, it's good to start wrapping up a bit. Yeah. So any final words from, uh, from you, Steve? About uh, future I, I, your career and networking? <laughs> I was just going to say, I think it really is important. I, I didn't know how important networking was when I was a junior developer. I had no idea. And I, and I wish that I'd started much, much earlier. Because, uh, you know, if I do go and stalk people on LinkedIn and think, oh, well, you know, uh, that, um, you know, there's some people in, in you know, really impressive positions now. Um but I think, um, yeah, you can't start early enough. I think, um, you know, it, it can be not a natural thing to a lot of kind of software engineers to go and put themselves out there. I think have a little bit of a plan, you know, walking up to somebody after a conference and say, oh, I really enjoyed that. What a fascinating subject. What, what, what books would you recommend for me to learn more? Something yeah. just nice and easy, nice and easy for them to answer and kind of start to make those connections and then follow up and say, oh, I read that book. You know, drop them an email. I read the book. Absolutely fantastic. Can't thank you enough for your help. That's enough to start it. You don't need to go yeah. with big, difficult questions. Um, and that was one other thing is like when someone does give you some advice and you go away and have a think about it, you know, it's, it's always nice just to be uh, courteous and polite and kind of message back and say, oh, you know, your advice was fantastic. Really valued it. Thank you very much. Um, you know, chances are you'll get a little bit more. But, yeah. Um, that's yeah. me. Nash? Yeah, I... To, to some extent, I'd echo what Steve said, you know, it's it's actually a very important thing uh, to build your network, especially at the very least within your work, mm -hmm. right? Don't just, like, especially in this remote world now, where you can just go there and pick up the next ticket and maybe talk to one person and so on, and then have this kind of very transactional relationship with your team and your, uh, you know, other parts of the business and so on. Like build build friendships because that's what we are talking about, right? At the end of the day, they are like, you know, friendships and acquaintances. That's what you're building. That's what networks means, right? Mm -hmm. So build those friendships. Start with your work. Start where you work. Start with your team and then expand out to your work. Expand out into your community, your local area, in person, online, and then expand out to your industry and other things that actually interest you. We're talking about work-related stuff, uh, but 
also about your hobbies, things that really matter to you. You know, there are a lot of things that you yeah. can be networking in. I know uh, one of a uh, friend of mine, he, you know, he gets a bunch of people around uh, every morning once a week uh, for a little breakfast from his neighborhood just to just to network with them right and talk about stuff that they're interested in and they are of so many different from so many different professions and they all talk about what's important to them and somehow find that common interest between them again it's friendships it's networks it's funny you said that match because like uh is for example when we moved to this neighborhood like eight years ago my wife did exactly that with the moms from school so we mm -hmm. were taking our school kids to school all the time and we were new in the neighborhood we, we knew no one here and, and she was very deliberate so look I want to meet the other moms and they they created a whatsapp group and said hey we're gonna have a coffee or stuff and blah blah and all of a sudden she built a, a very good network within our neighborhood yeah. right so around kids going to school but it could be any other thing that yeah. people like and stuff so for me it's the same uh there is a difference between it's always easier well, being networking with not a big agenda in mind. It's just like finding like-minded people, uh, maybe work-related or not, and just having fun. And in this case, as Kevin, I think, was saying in, in, the, in the chat, like you are building a network, but you are also maintaining because maintaining is easy because it's a pleasure for you to meet yeah. those people and go to those places because you're talking about stuff you like. And then there is something that is a little bit more deliberate, that you have an agenda in mind, uh, but this one you also need to be, is much harder, is more taxing, uh, is a bigger effort, because you normally want to get something out of it somehow. And in those cases, you need to make sure that you have something to offer, that you don't reach too far out from your from where you are. You need to have a very good sense, sense of awareness of where you, where you sit and where other people that you are trying to meet sit. And if that gap is way too big, try to reduce and meet, meet people that are a bit closer to where you are. And then wait, mm -hmm. year after year, as you are growing your career, your business, you venture out. So, so an, uh, an element of so, uh, personal marketing is important because sometimes we have amazing professionals that are doing amazing things. But no one knows about, and and if and if you try to reach out to someone, imagine like a stranger gets out, comes to you, and sends you a message out of the blue. You cannot find this person anywhere. It's a ghost. This person yeah. can be the most amazing professional ever, but if you because you don't know the person and you cannot find anything, that's a law. You don't find a blog. You don't find message on LinkedIn. You don't find anything. You, know, you go to LinkedIn. This, this person doesn't, doesn't exist or has just the, the normal yeah, the default. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. so there's not even a photo. So like, there's no way you're going to accept that message. No. Right? So so you uh, need... Yeah, Yeah. Kevin says that there, right? There, you know, it's an important issue, networking, because without a network, uh, it's as if you don't exist. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so then if you want to be more deliberate and you are changing certain outcomes, you need to work for it. You need to build a profile. You need to have something to offer. You need to insert yourself into places where uh, you increase the chances of people speaking to you. They need to understand why would they speak to you. This is a question that you should always ask yourself. Why would people speak to me? Why would people want to speak to me? And you need to be honest to yourself when you answer that question.
right? Yeah. Cool, excellent. Okay, so, well, thank you very much for everyone that is in here. If you, as always, if you like this conversation, make sure you subscribe to the channel, hit the like button so it helps you to spread the message to other people. And I see you next time. Thanks, thank everyone. Thank you. Cheers, bye-bye. Cool.